It's a special Brady Bunch-themed Winsenberg on the weekend. First from 1995, when Barry Williams visited the Grandview campus in Des Moines, he talked with some of the students and we asked him questions about being on the Brady Bunch and his career. And then in 1996, I talked with Lloyd Schwartz, who was the associate producer for Brady Bunch that was created by his dad. He also went on to produce the Brady Bunch movies and Gilligan's Island movies. First up, Barry Williams, interviewed by some of our students and a couple of questions from me as well. We started out by asking him, is it still hard after all these years to be known as Greg Brady? You know, it would be if that was my only credit or that was the only thing that I was known for. Um, in the industry, I'm pretty well known now for the, uh, the credits that I've had in musical theater. And that is what I've done mostly since the Brady Bunch. Um, I've been on Broadway a couple of times. I've done national tours, two or three of those. And I've played in cities all over the country many, many times. Plus, I've written a book that's done very well. I'm co-producing my own special for uh, Fox Network. And some of it's Brady-related, some of it's not. But the nice thing is, is that being known, and being known for something uh, as family-oriented as the Brady Bunch, Open, has opened up a lot of doors in terms of the public. Uh, it's not always the, uh, the best thing in terms of the business, but in terms of the public, it's really opened up a lot of doors because people are interested in what I'm doing. People are interested in what the Brady kids are doing. People are interested in the Brady Bunch, period, as evidenced by the now nine different reunions we've done and the four decades we've been on the air. Okay, um, what was the best and worst thing about being a Brady? I guess the... Uh, the best thing about, for me, being a Brady was, uh, it's, it's hard to say, because I see, I see it as an actor. So the best thing for me was having a job to go to every day. That's the part I liked. The worst thing was being related to Marsha, because I always wanted to date her. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you feel that the Brady Bunch, the reruns and the, and the reunions and everything, has lasted so long? Because it's been 25 years? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, exactly why. Um, what I hear back uh, from people is uh, that um, they like the ideals, the morals, the communication of the family, uh, that um, uh, the clothes. <laughs> um, I think it's unpretentious so that you know it wasn't preachy like you know some shows and the little morals that are in the show like like i was talking about communication those are timeless they were valid a hundred years ago they'll be valid hundreds of years from now and um but in part i mean to be more uh, you know pragmatic about it uh cable television you know <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, they show it every day now it would it still has to have a market but i think there are markets that have expanded to allow it to run. If shows were all competing for just three networks, maybe it would be different. But our show went on to a TBS, really, I think within the first two years that, that, um, that Turner had the, the station. It's never been on. How do you guys, as a cast, um, I know you still t you mentioned last time you guys still talk to each other and stuff, how do you deal with the rumors from, you know, the tabloids, from people just saying all kinds of stuff? How, how does one deal with rumors? Yeah those kind of rumors because they're, they're I mean it's bad to, you know yeah I, I, I guess 
I guess ideally you should get you know get a, a thick skin about it. It's hard because you forget that people, oftentimes when you're meeting them, have all kinds of, of pre-disposed uh, perceptions, and whether they're true or not true. But there's really very little you can do. So. I think you just uh, I, I, you try and be aware that maybe that they're going on, so you know what other people might be considering, and then just get on with your life, because when it's sort of all said and done, it's yourself that you need to be truthful with. You mentioned that you've done some Broadway um, musicals after the Brady's. Could you just yes, just still do? On those? Yeah. Well, the first one that I did after was um, Pippin. And I played Pippin. I did the national tour of Pippin, and then I played it in Broadway. And then I went back uh, more recently to do Romance, Romance, which is a two-person two musical at the Helen Hayes Theater. And then right after that, I did the national tour of City of Angels, which is uh, quite well acclaimed. It won seven Tony Awards. Okay. What's your favorite medium to work in? Do you like TV, movies, or theater the best? I think... Uh, I like to change up, and I do, because sometimes I work cabaret and sing, um, theater, I work in television, and I work behind the scenes. Um, so it's nice to have a change, but I think in the final analysis, theater, for a number of reasons. Primarily, it's, a, it's an actor's medium, more so than features, more so than television. Uh, television, which... Um, are essentially a producer's medium. Movies, which are essentially a director's medium. Stage is basically an actor's medium. I know you, you showed clips last night of all the different shows and stuff. Which was your most favorite <coughs> things to do? Like, did you like the original series or, or, or the, some of the reunion movies? Which did you like the best and which did you like the least I, to do? I like the original show the best. Uh, there was a, another kind of innocence about it. It's, you know, the original show before you have a chance to look at it and see what it's like and then go back and recreate it. What was the rest of that? Uh, what did you, which one did you like the least? Like the variety show or the other the movies? or? Um, I thought the variety show was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> Do you have a favorite episode? Um, it's called Our Son, the Man, and that's where uh, Greg uh, turns the den into a bachelor pad. <laughs> At this point in 1995, the satirical Brady Bunch movie had not been released to theaters yet. So the students asked him whether he was concerned about how it was going to turn out with the new cast. I'm sort of neutral about it. It doesn't really affect me one way or the other, in that sense. Uh, I just hope some, somebody saw the movie, a friend of mine who's a taste I trust, or a version of it because it's still in rough cut and I said well and they said well it's not embarrassing and I was happy <laughs> <laughs> well you don't know yeah. how they're going to treat it and most of the people that were involved with it weren't involved with the original show so you know they could take it way over the top I'll know more after I've had a chance to see it um, the one thing that this person did say is that those people that have an affinity that affection for the Brady Bunch will enjoy it and that's that's what we were really looking to capture was the uh, I think the essence or the spirit of the fun spirit of it. I also mentioned that so many people collect Brady Bunch items I wondered what he collects. Photos 
I collect photos. As a collector, and, and it's around the Brady Bunch, I collect, uh, I like photos, and I have uh, pretty extensive albums from both all the way through with the different stages of the show and, and like that. In fact, I've thought about putting it all together and publishing it. And I had to know, since he gets asked for his autograph all the time, what celebrity autograph would he want to get? Uh, Elton John's I like because I've listened to his music uh, for, since I was a teenager. Um, I just recently met President uh, Reagan, and uh, and we have a photo and a signed photo from him, and that I was very thrilled to have. Our guest is Lloyd Schwartz. He's a Hollywood writer-producer of Gilligan's Island, Brady Bunch, and other shows. And Lloyd, obviously, since your dad created Brady Bunch and Gilligan's Island, everybody assumes that you had an in in the Hollywood community from the start. Is that true? Well, everybody's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's sure nice, isn't it? It doesn't you know, hurt. You know, a lot of people uh, uh, have these kind of connections that get you in the business, but... I like to think that I had some talent, too. <laughs> well, right. Well, you have a master's degree, right? Yeah, I have the only master's degree in television writing in the history of UCLA. Wow. And you were helping out on the Brady Bunch when it was originally created back uh, in 69 through the early 70s. That's right. And tell folks what you did, because you did a whole bunch of different things. Well, I started off basically uh, having responsibility for the children. I had been an English major and a theater arts major and a camp counselor, and so there was a lot of, uh, all those skills were needed. And we treated the children as children rather than as actors, which was, I think, very important for the success of the show. And uh, from there, I moved to uh, associate producer, and then uh, I directed some episodes. And then in the later permutations of the Brady Bunch, when they did the Brady Brides and all those things, I was writing and producing. And then you also helped with the uh, subsequent Gilligan's Island shows, like the Rescue from Gilligan's Island, the Harlem Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island, right? Yeah, I always say the rescue, the re-rescue, the unrescue. <laughs> um, yeah, I produced all of those. So and are you treating Gilligan's Island reverently, or is it a uh, spoof? No, uh, that's a good, it's a good question, because, uh, yeah, as you know, the Brady Bunch movies, we were do it, did it as a satire. Right. Um, Gilligan's Island is kind of already a satire, so you kind of have a little bit of a wink at the audience. The people are a little bit, you know, a, a little broader. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, the professor is more of a comic character as an example in this. And so it's not quite a satire, but it's not quite done as straight as the show. Is. Yeah. Let's talk about the two shows. Why are they so popular after all these years? Eh? Uh, the most successful show in television history is Gilligan's Island hmm. because it has been rerun more than any yep. other show. There were yep. fewer of them. Second is Lucy and third is Brady Bunch. Hmm. The question on, you know, uh, on why they have taken off and become and left the land of television and entered Americana is I, I think because the, the theme is the same. It's people just trying to get along with each other and trying to make it work in some kind of a society. And, for example, in the Brady Bunch, we had no unusual child. There was no Fonzie, there was no Urkel, there was right. no Michael J. Fox. And they were just regular kids, and I think people identified with that. And in Gilligan's Island, it, it was a, the, the types were very identifiable. Right. So it was considered, you know, when it first came out, Gilligan's Island... Um, had some reviews, and my dad doesn't like to read these, but they were called, like, the worst show in the history of television. Right. <laughs> um, however, as time has gone by, it is now kind of looked at very affectionately, and those those kind of critics have gone away. So, I remember reading that CBS wanted to put in a child as part of the group, and that yeah. your, your dad responded that Gilligan was the childlike character. That's exactly right. 
That's exactly right. The networks are not always right, believe it or not. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Lloyd, one of the greatest books ever written is the one that your dad wrote about how he got Gilligan's Island on the air. I actually paid 30 bucs for the original hardcover copy. You should have waited because it came out. It came out in paperback, I know, but it's just one of the greatest books on how a show is made and how the networks try to screw it up. It's just incredible how the networks get their fingers on an idea and totally twist it. And, And you probably had to deal with that many times, right? More times than I'd like to, to, to discuss. And I'll tell you, it's even, it's even worse now, because in those days and in some of the days when I was uh, creating shows a little earlier, too, the networks weren't the final say. They would fight the producer when you're doing a show, and then they kind of would back off. And now, basically, the networks create all the shows, mm-hmm. and the producers have to do them. Uh, Lloyd, I was fascinated to read that people criticized the Brady Bunch for being unrealistic. <laughs> yeah. But you, at one point, said that it was kind of realistic for you because that was your family. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we didn't come from uh, uh, two different families coming together. But we had four children. We had a housekeeper. And many of the stories, you know, Dad and I would get together and say, how about the time that my brother did this or my sister did this? And so we put in an episode, and some of it followed almost the exact plot line, and then I hear the criticism you're talking about. Right. So my answer to those people is always, no, maybe it's not the way your family was, but the way my family was. Exactly. And when we get into class and we talk about different sitcoms and which ones were realistic or not, I said it all depends on what your reality was. I will say that there was probably uh, not very realistic Gilligan's Island. was probably not very realistic. Oh, come on. (laughs) Very seldom I've ever been moved on an island with a movie star. But that was interesting, though, to see that, that you had lived some of those stories from the Brady Bunch. Like, you came up with the volcano story. I mean, one of the great episodes where, what was it, Peter, I think it was, makes the volcano that explodes yeah. all over. And yeah. you actually did that, right? I did, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll even expand upon that story. I don't want to spend a lot of time on that necessarily. But, yeah, I did that in a science class. But we were sitting around trying to have a subplot for the episode. And I said, I was just I was very frustrated not being able to come up with an idea. And I said, oh, God, I could... I could, and my dad said, what's the matter? I said, I feel like I could explode here. And dad said, what do you mean explode? I said, well, that's it. It was a volcano. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how that came about. Isn't that something? And then later on, I, as I was associate producer during those days, and I got a lot of letters from kids saying, uh, now how do you build the volcano for my science class? And I'd say, well, if you first hire two special effects men. <laughs> <laughs> and pay lots of money. Yeah. Right. Uh, Lloyd's. You dealt a lot with the child actors. You said your first job there at Brady Bunch was to actually take care of the kids. Mm-hmm. What makes one child actor grow up normal and functional and another child actor grow up to be a murderer? I am so glad you asked that question. There's a lot of reasons. I would say the first reason is that the studio and the, and the show itself treat the children as actors. And I was, had many fights with the studio that saying, no, no, they're children. We mm-hmm. must treat them as children. Right. You hear a lot of, uh, of actors in kind of proudly say, well, he's not a uh, child, he's an actor. And I, well, no, they're children. And I think if your child decides or wants to go into the business, you treat that like Little League or Space or Dinosaurs, where you support the child mm-hmm. and what they want to do, but you don't give up your parental responsibility. Because most of the Brady kids turned out pretty well, right? Yes, they did. Uh, I think, didn't we not read in the paper, though, that one of them just got in trouble? Yes, yeah, no, they're not, they're not pristine. Uh, Michael, I uh, believe, had a, a, a driving under the influence thing recently. Yeah. Uh, and I was very sad to see that, but um, he's been a successful person, and I don't really care whether the, the children, and we're very close, all of us still. Yeah. Um, I don't care whether they're successful actors or not. I want them successful yeah. people. And Michael had a very nice career as an assistant cameraman 
and all of them have really gone on mm-hmm. and nice families and things. And I'm very pleased with that. Um, and I was sorry to see that. I, I, in fact, <laughs> I haven't talked to him since then. I've talked to his mother a couple of times because Mike's a little embarrassed. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, that gets national publicity, too. Yeah. yeah. No, I heard a very sad story from his mom. And when he walked into the, the, the holding cell, I guess, all the prisoners whistled the Brady Bunch theme. Oh. A little devastating. Yeah, that's I'm hard. Sure. Lloyd Schwartz, Hollywood writer and producer on News Radio 1040 WHO.